Welcome back to episode 23 of Pop Cannon. I'm Jordan. I'm Robert. I'm Andrew. And I'm Brian. We're back with another S1E1, and today we are talking... Peach Dragon, everyone. Peach Dragon, the remake of Peach Dragon. <laughs> Peach Dragon, the TV episode. Yes. Season 1, episode 1 of Sons of Anarchy. Get on your motorbikes. Join up with Sam Crow. So, I'm the only one of the four of us that has seen the show in its entirety. Um, And you guys have all just watched this one episode, and I've probably told Jordan more about it than I should have, not assuming he was ever going to watch it. Right, right. (laughs) Kind of like Game of Thrones. Yeah, similar. Very similar. Um, So, initially, for all the noobs to Sons of Anarchy, what was your take? So, I really enjoyed it the very first episode of Sons of Anarchy. Um, Like you said, you have kind of spoiled some things for me throughout. Um, But but seeing the first episode for the first time, gauging it as a new thing, um, I really thought it was really well done and really well put together. It it didn't really... I liked it that it didn't really feel like a pilot so much. Like, it, it, it... kind of jumped right into the story and the characters were fleshed out pretty early on um it didn't succumb to like the a lot of the the symptoms of a, of a pilot where you don't really uh, it just kind of doesn't really feel it feels very inconsequential this one it was like a lot of shit was going on you kind of knew where you were right from the get-go uh they were already setting up storylines is what it seems like and it, it was very enjoyable you know uh yeah i i liked it um i'm not the type of guy like I, I don't get much out of the biker culture. Um, it's not something that's really ever called to me or anything like that. I guess maybe because of the overlap in real life with biker gangs and white nationalism and racism and so forth and uh, the drug trade and, and mm, murder. Uh, you know, kind of just something that I was like, yeah, I don't really care too much about it. Um, Understandable. But, but you know, I mean... Thanks, I, Andrew. Yeah. Yeah, Being the I voice of... Re- oh, I get it. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I get, I get your revulsion no, you know. to crime. With, with murder, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I, you know, obviously, in, if you've consumed any amount of pop culture, you've got some, ex, you know, exposure to biker gangs. Like, you know, every, most people know about Hell's Angels, you know, or have seen clips of Easy Rider. Um, myself, like, the most I think I've ever gotten was the biker gang in Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Uh, <laughs> um, they, they were pretty scary, though. <laughs> and when he knocked those bikes over, it's like, oh well, Pee Wee's dead now. He's going to die. Uh, <laughs> they're gonna, they're gonna kill him and make an example. You mean, of wait him. a minute. You guys have never been exposed to biker culture by way of wild hogs? Well, that, you just <laughs> so so. I'm gonna I'm gonna inverse that. And it, Hog Wild was a pay per view that WCW always used to have in Sturgis. So those were real bikers at the motorcycle rally that I was exposed to, of course. Um, no, I was speaking of the Tim <laughs> Allen, John Travolta film, right. Wild Hogs. And I was hoping to just ignore that, because <laughs> those trailers, what a, good God. What about uh, Road to Hell Retribution, the video game? <laughs> Anyone? No. Arguably one of top three worst games ever made. <laughs> I implore you to look it up. It will change the way you see the world. <laughs> my uh my first exposure to like biker gangs was unsolved mysteries uh, oh, yeah. wow because mystery, uh, robert out. stack yeah. did talk a lot about biker gangs in an update we still have no fucking clue where this guy is <laughs> um what if you've seen him <laughs> maybe you too can help solve a mystery I guess that's how they could justify keeping the show titled Unsolved Mysteries <laughs> by never solving a damn thing. Fuck. I love Unsolved Mysteries. It was the and, best, dude. And Robert Stack, RIP. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. So you guys, all, you guys all liked it. Yeah. So I like that. That's, that's awesome. Um, so there's a lot, obviously, like Andrew said, there's a lot in this opening episode. So I always famously tell everybody that after the season five finale, I went back and watched this first episode again, and I could not believe how much they were still working on the same stuff. Wow. Just deeper and deeper and deeper, five seasons in. Cool. Like the setup for 
so much happens here. And there's even, like, little, little things that, like, obviously the three wouldn't pick up. But if you go back, watch the series, and then watch it again, it's there's so much in that first episode that they're just, like, tickling at that point. Well, that's great that they pay a lot of good, a lot of stuff off. That that's good, um, and it's like long form. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. The like long that. form story arcs are fantastic. Fantastic. There's a there's a common theme with all the shows that we watch and love, and it's that the writing is great, the acting is great, and yeah. in this first episode, I thought both were great. I thought it was really good writing, and I thought it was really great acting. Um, you know, like my my point about saying that you know that I wasn't super fascinated by biker culture. It's like the same thing with Mad Men. Mm-hmm. People mm-hmm. people raved to me about Mad Men, and it got critical acclaim. And I was just like, "What the fuck? It's a fucking show about the '60s ad ad execs. Who the fuck cares?" And friends kept recommending it to me. And so finally, I sat down and watched it. By halfway through the first season, I was hooked. I was like, "Fuck! Yep, it's really good." Yep, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Amanda would always be like, "I kind of want to watch that show," and I'm like. What is the drama for right. high-paid white executives in the '60s? Like, what could they possibly have to like so they, much? They got the, the costumes right. Fantastic. Great. Yeah, <laughs> they use a the telex. Super. Fantastic. Everybody's <laughs> and smoking. like, and it's similar. It's similar in that vein that like it's so believable from like a setting point of view for both of those shows. Um, I re- like rewatching it this morning I was like shit this is like so layered in the setting and just what they're all wearing they all have different patches on their on their what they call their cuts right. their their leather jackets with the their Sons colors. of Anarchy logo on them um, amazing amazing detail even that table which is my my blu-ray set right is I always wondered uh, what that, that was having seen it uh, down in, yep. in your basement, wonder what that was from, and now I know. <laughs> yep, it's the it's the table that they all sit around to do uh, chapel, is what it's called. Is it made out of redwood? The table. <laughs> I wish. No, 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 oh, no, the, no. The table. No, the show? table. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the table in the yeah. show looks like it. Like it. It's huge. It could be redwood. So. So I also I also wanted to address right off the top, they use the word Sam Crow as the as like a noun for the the gang. Right. Yeah, sons of uh, sons of anarchy. Stands, Motorcycle Club. Motorcycle Club, Redwood Original. Original. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's what that means. So when they say Sam Crow, it's all of those words together. Yeah. (laughs) Because there's different different groups from different areas. So Redwood Original is this group, the charter group or whatever. And then when you go south, there's like San Diego. And so if you've ever seen people, weird, weird people that have customized T-shirts... And have their location at the bottom of it. That's what that is. Mm. Gotcha. See, I was wondering too why uh, some of the guys had Redwood Original on their patches. Yeah, that's just the location of their club. Okay. But it, it really was a fascinating look into you know that subculture, even just on a, a single episode basis. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I mean, obviously they're you know. <clears throat> Not great people, uh, <laughs> but but they are interesting. <laughs> yeah, if you don't Definitely. like the quality of the people in this episode, um, <laughs> there is very little to redeem hardly any of them ever. Well, look, some of the best TV shows are about horrible people. Just look at, exactly. at, at Seinfeld exactly. and It's Always Sunny, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not where I thought you were going to go with that, but all right, I'll take it. Uh, I was like, I was thinking like Tony Soprano, like oh, well, you can't yeah, like that, that guy. Yeah, right. Uh, Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. You oh, can't yeah. like Walter, but like, that's the thing. Yeah. Um, so what, uh, who, who was your favorite character of the first episode? Uh, I'd have to say the Asian Elvis. <laughs> no, uh, no, no, I, I he never say, broke character. I know that I, I did like that. He, he, he committed to the, the bit the entire time he's getting his ass kicked. Like that was great. Like, oh, oh my goodness. Oh my Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, good Lord. Um, no, uh, he's committed I, to his it, character. You got to give him that. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, uh, it seems obvious, but Jax is, is a completely, you know, 
a compelling character, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it makes sense that he's the main character, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I'll have to go with Jax, too, but what, what is, what is his mother's name? Is it Gemma? Gemma, okay. She seems like someone you shouldn't fuck around with. Like. No. Jesus um, Christ. Yeah, she's. I don't want to spoil anything for you, but holy fuck, stay out of her way. Yeah, she's okay. fucking cold-blooded. Uh. When she just drops, at the end, um, she drops the drugs off to the chick in the hospital. Uh, yep. Or even even before that, where she's uh, are are she and Ron Perlman's character married? Are they yes. okay? So right. she so okay. her husband so at night with her husband, she's telling to nail her son down. Like that's her son, oh, yeah. and she's she's giving permission to this guy to like get him in line I- yep. instead of instead of instead of looking at her son's suggestion, like, hey, maybe we don't run guns? Yeah. Like, maybe and, we not... And earlier <laughs> in that day, earlier in that day, uh, well, earlier that night, I should say, before she got home to talk to her husband, kind of telling her son the opposite. Right. Or, like, n- not really pushing him too hard to fall in line so she still comes out like the good guy. Right. Like, it's a it's a master manipulation tool. Yeah. She's and she is, she is the master manipulator Super of the devious. Yeah. And, yeah. and 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 I love that in just one episode you start off with I think the first time is she's you you hear her she she's on the phone and she's in her car talking about you know the the prospect uh like yeah. you know that you know, don't trust anyone who doesn't eat meat something like that and and you're like oh it's kind of you know it's kind of uh, harmless you know and then you see her at the house cleaning and it's like oh well that's really nice she's doing that but then that night it's like the 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 switch is flipped and you see yeah. what she really is and it's fucking crazy yeah that's why she's my favorite character mm-hmm. of that episode um just the scene alone with her and Jax that was my favorite scene of the episode uh, when they're in the house and they're oh, cleaning yeah. and they just had a good back and forth and it was really well written. Yeah. Uh, and, like the dialogue. And he had an objective there that she didn't realize and he was able to get her out believably just saying like, mom, why don't you just, why don't you just go home come back and clean up? I'll lock up. And then he had to go get the drugs and the gun and out of the, <laughs> the desk and everything. Yep. Yep. It was, uh, it, that's definitely a great, great scene. Just like piled onto a bunch of really good scenes, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, also, I think uh, Opie was an interesting character. Yeah, seeing as how he was like the only one to not want to be there. Opie is a fantastically compelling character, and you grow to love him, love him over the course of the series. So so I liked his character, but that's something like like you just said Rob like I could see with more that that would be mm-hmm. an even an even more compelling character, but we only he's, we got so little time with him, you know. Yeah, and he's such like a um, he's like a loyal sidekick in a way, but he's also kind he also kind of operates as Jax's brother. Mm-hmm. Um even though he's like obviously not actually his brother. Opie's father, and I know they mention it in the episode, but Opie's father is the old guy with the oxygen at the table. Right. Yeah, yeah he that, ca- I kind of gathered that Opie, from that Opie called scene. him Pop. Yeah, well, that's why I, I was like, I know that he says it, but there's a lot going on, and you might be able to miss it or whatever, but that's Opie's father. Right. And Opie's father was best friends with Jax's father, so that's how they grew up together. And Opie's father and Clay, Ron Perlman's character, are not the best of friends. Ah. They're part of that group together because as they go forward through the show, you learn that there's an, there's a patch that says Original Nine. Hmm. And Original Nine is the first nine guys in the club from when they came back from Vietnam. Whoa. Wow. No, I'm just kidding. Sorry, oh, that's, shit. Fuck. So, that seems pretty so, obvious. But. Yeah, well... <laughs> So they they all form the club together, and so, that's where Jax is kind of finding out what his dad was actually, quote-unquote, trying to do. Mm-hmm. So were the original nine in Vietnam together? Yes. That's interesting. And they came back, and that's why when Gemma's like, uh, it's more, or Jax says it was like, a, it was more like some hippie bullshit. Yeah, like a... Like they came back from like Vietnam re- rebellious and wanted to just be left alone. Social, yeah. social rebellion instead of being yeah. outlaws. 
So, uh, Piney, which is the name of Opie's dad, I don't think they actually say it. He and he, Opie's dad and, and Clay, as the series goes on, are just at odds mm. for a lot of it. Like, he always goes along with Clay to, like, keep peace, but he's always the one that's like, I don't know. I don't know. And I'm sure Gemma, the entire time, is just behind the scenes, just stirring Gemma the shit. Is a, <laughs> Gemma is a puppet master. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. And I love Katie Seagal. Yeah, oh, it was... Yeah. I knew she was in this, but it was still... So I, I watched it again today, and I the first time I watched it was a couple months ago uh, when we first started discussing doing this. And uh, it was weird to see her in that role. I don't know why. Like, I mean, I, you know, obviously everyone, everyone knows her as Peg from... Uh, yep. from Married with Children, but then I know her voice from Futurama the most. Like, yep. uh, So it's, yeah. it's strange to hear her voice, you know, being and, a complete cunt. <laughs> Just and, a total uh, ice queen. <laughs> and I'm I'm re-watching Lost at the moment, so she's in that as well. Really? What? So I don't really, remember that. Yeah, but seeing her in that, like you said, Brian, it's a totally contrasted role. Yeah. He's, I forgot she's good she's at what lost. she does. Huh. So favorite scene of the episode, you had said, Jordan, you had said that you liked the uh, the repartee between mother and son at the house. What was some of your other, so what were you guys' other favorite scenes? Wow. Oh, man. I gotta think I on know, that. man. <laughs> this, this one, it had a lot of just really good shit going on throughout the whole episode. Um, like Jordan said, the the whole conversation, uh, I'm, the there's the the cool, you know, gunfight at the end with was it the the Mayans? Yeah, yes. The, they're going after it because they blew up their storage, yep. their guns or yes. something. Their their gun the warehouse factory. Yeah, and that's basically where they force Jacks to, you know, man up, I guess, mm-hmm. and fucking waste that guy. Uh, and he doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> well, he does in a way. He, well, he shoots him in a way. He shoots him after getting yeah. shot, and then the guy just, ble- I guess, bleeds out. Or um, he just wouldn't do another shot right. to double tap. Right. <laughs> and and all this going on while his newborn or about to be born son has a, is like fighting for his life with a heart condition. He had like what a fifty fifty chance, and no, that's kind of twenty percent chance to survive. Twenty percent. Yeah, and that's kind of kinda going on in the background of all this, and you can kind of feel it throughout all the shit that's happening. The, the, and then when you finally get to the end and see, I don't know, everything ten, was great. Ten weeks premature, has a rip yeah. in his stomach and a hole in his heart. That's insane. And his mother was yes. doing drugs, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. She was doing uh, crank. crank. <laughs> I get you every time, that crank. And so that other rival gang, like, sold... The Mayans? No, 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 not or, the Mylan. Oh, the, the, the black guys or the skinheads? The skinheads. That's the skinheads. who it was. Um, the they sold her drugs. Yeah. yeah. So I guess that, so my favorite scene, I guess, if I have to pick one, which is really hard because the whole episode was great, um, was when Jax rolls into that bar and completely just houses the neo-Nazi, <laughs> the neo-Nazi oh, yeah. drug dealer who, who sold Drea DiMatteo the, the drugs. Uh, and then, yeah. and then you don't realize it when, when it happens, but you see as he's leaving away that he drove the fucking pool cue into the guy's nutsack. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's fucking great. Fuck Nazis. Yeah. Was, Didn't yeah. kill him. Didn't kill him. <laughs> Wanted him to suffer. Yep. I just like that the one guy's got a gun the whole time. Like, yeah, I wouldn't get involved if I were you. <laughs> Let them work it out. And then he said something like, uh, "All right, enjoy your lunch," and yep. they leave. <laughs> After fucking it's ripping fucking a guy's great. nutsack off, and uh, so I, that guy uh, Bobby, who is the Elvis impersonator, yeah. um, he was Flass he was the, the guy Dark in, Knight, Dark, in Batman Begins. Yeah. In Batman Begins, yep, uh, with the falafel episode. <laughs> well, you can't feed your kids falafel. Oh, actually, hey, that's a great idea. I'll do that. Thanks. I always like the, when I first started watching the show. Uh, the very first episode of Sons I ever saw was the premiere of season two, but I saw it out of context. It wasn't like I was watching it on premiere night, waiting for it. I just saw it in the middle of the summer one time. Oh, because it was on it um, was on FX. Yeah, uh, and what I can't even tell you what happens in it because I don't want to spoil anything about it. <laughs> but it is such a what the fuck. I had no idea where it took. Pl- I thought it was definitely a finale episode with the thing that happens. <laughs> 
it's the fucking premiere of that season. That's like which what, is uh, like oh crazy way to start a show that's like what house of cards did in the second episode of the second season where they you know yes. killing off zoe yes in that episode yep. yeah like really early in the, in the season like good god <laughs> yeah you would think that that's like a falling action uh-huh. or or a reaction but instead it's the the beginning of a new thing yep um so that happened and me and amanda were both like what the fuck is this so we went back and this is when netflix was still delivering discs to your house <laughs> and that's how oh i watched God. sons of wow. anarchy seasons one and two what a time and to then be alive. was and then was watching three concurrently so one and two are a real blur for me because of how disjointed mm. i watched them okay. with season three um but season four i would say is the cleanest that i started and then i unbelievable from there Awesome. I will say I have I have one criticism of the show, and it's really, really nitpicky, but it's something that just both times I watch it just like completely smacked me in the face. Right at the beginning, uh, Jax walks into a convenience store. Uh, yes. And, you know, it, this is in California, right? Mm-hmm. And I just don't buy that there would be a convenience store clerk that hot. Uh, working behind the counter. I have been all over this fucking country. I've been into a lot of convenience stores and not one of them has ever come that close, like close to being that hot. It's ridiculous. And so like, that's the one thing that I have is like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I get that they want to show that she's into Charlie Hunnam's character or into Jack's, but they could have gotten like um, an average looking girl. Indian man. No, 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 they're just going to get an average looking girl. Like not a fucking nine out of 10 piece of ass. Like, she was fucking gorgeous. I like no. I like the idea better that it's an Indian man, but it's the same reaction. <laughs> Jeez, oh my god! <laughs> I read the look, same. Look at him. I read the same book as a child. <laughs> thanks, thanks, man. That's that's great. You know, if you buy them by the case, they are cheaper. <laughs> that's, that's a great suggestion. I'm gonna I go like check out that Jack fireball. Is. I like it more than even, Jax is actually He even totally pulls his shirt too. down to show his chest hairs, you know? <laughs> Maybe he would like this. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck. Lottery man. tickets are two for five. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell are we talking about? <laughs> we were talking about Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's great. No, that, I was saying I was saying shit. that that was my only criticism. I mean, is it, was there anything that you guys didn't like? Not really that I can think of. I was pretty invested yeah. throughout the whole thing. Yeah, they did the the pacing was what done really well throughout the whole episode. That you know they hit the right beats at the right times to keep you invested throughout the entire thing. I think maybe the only criticism that I have, and this is. Uh, like Brian said before, his was nitpicky. This is me being nitpicky. Um, the cold open and then just cutting away at the specific moment that they cut away seemed very anticlimactic just to go right into the title card. Mm. Um, and that was just a pure editorial um, I can, standpoint on this. I can see where you're coming from. It It, it, it just felt like... It felt like they were like, all right, just put the let's just put the um, the theme song there and and the title card there. Yeah, yeah. I I just didn't think that was the right spot. Yeah. Maybe it's a it's a fucking long cold open. Yeah, it is like yeah. a ten plus minute cold open. Yeah, to the point where you're like, oh, maybe they're not going to do an opening credit. Yeah, <laughs> and then it just happens. But I will say, um, I fucking love that opening credit sequence i love that song i love that how they show the tattoos and they morph into the people's names they keep the same one throughout the show oh, good i was just gonna ask that if, for if every it, season it it's from the, the same. pilot or not every season it's the same um but as people as characters go away or come back they shuffle their order okay. or move them up or backward Cool. So as a character will become more important, they will be added to the beginning or the middle of that title card. And as people inevitably die, as all humans do, um, Whoa! they get phased out. I'm sorry, spoiler, everyone dies. I know, breaking news. But I love that. And then there's a season of the show where they spend a lot of time in Ireland. Cool. Huh. Um, really? How the hell does that even? Uh, I can't. It gets explained. 
it gets explained. It does make it does make sense, although it is probably my least favorite season of the show. And what season's that? Three. Okay. Like they just have um, a really nice trip to Ireland and take a lot of pictures. Right. Yeah. They just go on vacation. <laughs> every, there's no more murder. Every series has that. Every series has a. I mean, look, the, the Wire is one of the most critically acclaimed shows of all time. Season two, widely, is. It, it, it takes place down in the Baltimore oh, yeah. in the Baltimore docks. Deals a lot with the Greek families who run the docks and everything. It's widely known to be the weakest of the the five seasons. So it, it happens, but but it's oh. but yeah, it's still like, necessary to watch. So you know, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing about season three is that power it informs a lot of background on all of them. Okay, and a lot of like connections and relationships going forward so it's it's vital well, it's just maybe not the most exciting thing to sit through but for that title card for season three they add like celtic some sort of irish instrument oh, celtic cool. instruments cool. to That's that cool. song so it's really cool i really like when shows do that when they alter the uh the opening little ways like that yeah uh, it's just like it's just a nice little touch of polish on the whole thing yeah like how cool was you know, with Game of Thrones in the last season, all the changes that were made to it. I thought that yeah. was to the, the opening sequence. I thought it was fucking awesome. Yeah, I love, love that. that stuff. Um, I, uh, I, I just, I, I, I just, I thought it was so. I thought it was just so well written. I, I know I'm coming back to that, but um, it just, it really, you know, we we've talked about now our Ultra Carbon, Game of Thrones, and this show so far, and and the, the, there's a theme there that they've all got that great writing where they kind of just throw you in the deep end, uh, and the characters are you know they're already really established doing their thing, and you kind of have to just make your way through it in a good way, um, but shit, this I mean the show is fucking heavy. Heavy shit, man. Yeah, like yeah. Not, not not in an epic, you know, the the fate of a planet or a continent or anything. It's just you know on smaller interpersonal levels. Heavy shit, man. Yeah, this show this show had there's an emotional weight to this show, and it's almost like the the extreme hyper violence in some of it is like catharsis. Uh, yeah, so I'll say I, I appreciate. I, I don't much like. Uh, gross out stuff and there wasn't I'm not saying there was gross out stuff in this but like I appreciate the the going for it like oh yes you're gonna see mm-hmm. these charred bodies of the two illegal immigrants who are working yep. for Sam Crow you're gonna see the baby getting uh you know basically operated surgery oh yeah. man that, that was rough that was rough that was really rough it made me uncomfortable same here just the because like not not the visual like you said but like the idea of that happening mm-hmm. and it, it really like makes you feel for those characters. And what I love about the the fact that the baby had the surgery more than anything is that well, obviously he survived, so that's one thing. Um, <laughs> um, but the fact that Jax was Jax was handling it the way somebody who's never been a father who lives that lifestyle would, right. which is to just bury himself in other stuff. Right. Work. Like I'm not going to the hospital. I don't have time. I'm doing all sorts of stuff. I can't get there. And, con- and his mom's like, basically, no, basically convincing himself that the kid's going to die quickly. Right. Anyway, so, so he doesn't have to worry yeah, about exactly. it. Exactly. Taking out his aggression on some guy's nutsack. Yeah, <laughs> I, I will. I will, yeah, I will say both times I couldn't. Wa- I I have a thing about needles. I can't watch when even if it's even if it's make believe. And you know, obviously, Dre DiMatteo did not inject you know Shoot herself crank. with prank but i can't watch her put the needle into a fucking oh yeah ugh. i nope. mean so have you ever seen drea de mateo look worse no <laughs> and i and i have seen her in sopranos so she was never looking i don't think really i've great. seen her in anything else <laughs> she's in sopranos she's uh uh christopher's guma Christopher. or, well girlfriend not his guma his girlfriend she was in joey uh, yes she was joey's sister yes in in the Friends spinoff Joey, the ill-fated Friends spinoff. That's our next S one E one, guys. Joey. <laughs> oh God no! Uh, I don't. Oh God, no, 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 no 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 no. I don't think you can even find it if you wanted to. <laughs> it'll come I'm, soon to Disney Plus. I'm sure. No, I'm sure. Oh. No, I'm sure it'll be on the the Warner Brothers one where because the, they're gonna have yeah. Friends. I'm sure they'll have Joey. <laughs> one will be watched by everyone, and one will never be one watched, person except it'll be for Matt maybe LeBlanc. Matt LeBlanc's mom. <laughs> Loves Two Joey. People. It's us and Matt LeBlanc's mom. <laughs> she's going to be our special guest on the S1E1 for it. I bet she's not even alive. Like, <laughs> <fuck>. sorry. 
It's our first. It's our first <laughs> seance one e one. It's our first seance in this incarnation of the show. To be fair, <laughs> it's true. That's true. Um, That's true. For the Halloween episode of Pop Culture Shock Headcanon, Jordan was seanced into the room. That was that was great. So very yeah, spoopy. Uh, so yeah, if only. going back to like seeing people from other shows, though, that's that, that's interesting because. Uh, it was uh, it was really cool seeing shades from Luke Cage. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh shit! Yeah. I popped for that. Yeah. The doc. Uh, the 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 doctor is it Tara? Um, yes. yeah. yeah. So I was trying to figure out where the fuck I'd seen her before because she looked super familiar. And I looked it up and she was in Mad Men. So that's where I'd seen yes. her before. Yep. Tara Tara becomes a a, a vital character awesome. in the show. I like her. Well, she was in the game because right? I mean, if you go if you go back to I, we keep saying it, Sopranos. All outlaws need a doctor. Yeah, right, right, yeah. And that, and then her in is with Jax, and he's the vice president. Things kind of fall together. Uh, wasn't she, she was a former? I don't know whatever you would call it. She was involved with the gang, right, Tara? Uh, her and ja- her and Jack. They don't they don't get into it deeply in this episode, but her and Jax do have a romantic history. That's what I. Which that's is, what I okay. took it. I, that's what I took yeah. from the first episode. Is that that awkward it. hug into face rubbing with the forehead thing can only be done by somebody you've had sex with don't, before. Don't forget noses. Uh, yeah, the nose, the nose crunching um, <laughs> on one another's face. Uh, the very first time, I imagine the very first time you see that, you're like, "What the fuck?" I, I, uh, I thought it was a little awkward when they started to bite each other's nose. That was a little weird to me, but. <laughs> Well, well, Brian, the sexual attention was real, all right. The licking, the licking, I can do, but the biting is where I draw the line. <laughs> I just couldn't believe she just kept like dipping her tongue in his ear. It was so it's like they're in the middle of the hospital and she's on the clock. It's so strange. Um, and then obviously the other group or the other group at the very beginning of the episode, the Mayans, um, they have their own spinoff series now. Right. Um. Which the first season aired last year. It starts around when Sons of Anarchy aired. Kurt Sutter was the co-showrunner and writer of the first season and the second season. But he has stepped down because they're done with season two. Of the mind. Uh, like filming and oh, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He brought it to the end of season two and he wanted, he said it's time for the white guy to leave. Because Mayans is all about ah, the, yeah, the Mexican... Hmm. Uh, motorcycle club and he was like I think it's time for me to step away it's in very capable hands with the guy that he gave it to How who woke. is himself yeah who is himself the guy who runs Mayans mm-hmm. is uh, an ex-con uh, motorcycle gang guy cool oh shit so right. Sutter brought him on as a um, assistant or whatever for Sons and they worked together worked together they co-wrote Mayans together and then Sutter was like I think I've done all I can for you. So season 3 of Mayans if it gets renewed will be just him running the show. Is Mayans when, good? Mayans season 1 it is a very different uh even though it's so much of the same it's from two different perspectives of those clubs. Cuz Sons of Anarchy Jax is the VP so he's at the table with all of the head honchos listening to the deals and we're going to do this and we're going to run guns and all this stuff. Mayans, you are following a prospect who is the guy named Half Sack in this show. Mm. So you see all of the stuff that the prospects have to do. You don't necessarily deal with the top of the table mm. hardly at all. Well, that's kind of cool. So it's two different sides of that uh, that coin. Well, and, and of course it's a very... It's a different, you know. It's very fiery. It's uh, it's uh, got a lot of got a lot of spice to it, you know. Because they're they're Latino, Asian, no spicy Asian oh. cuisine, Asian yes. Elvis. Yeah, yeah. G- General General Sos. That is the name of their motorcycle club. No, but that, that's the, good. That that's, GTMC. That's good that they're they're keeping that universe uh, going going yeah. well. When I do remember something, when Sons of Anarchy came out, did was there like were people involved with the shield involved with Sons of Anarchy? Yes. Okay. Sutter Sutter was first on the shield. Okay. Uh, he wasn't he wasn't like the creator, but he was a I don't know if he was a staff writer or one of the top writers on the shield. Okay. But he was on the shield, I think, for its entire run. That's another wow. one of those that, shows that again, 
Yeah. Huge critical acclaim, and people I know were raving about it, but I never have never checked out. So it's uh, that's where Sutter got his connections at FX okay. was doing the Shield, and then he was like, "I have my idea for," and the Shield had ended right. by the time Sun started. So that was they needed that time slot, and they wanted something gritty like that. Well, I'm I'm definitely going to watch more. Uh, it's it's a show I could definitely see myself just getting addicted to, you know. And oh fuck yes, yeah. just... I'm so happy to hear that. <laughs> I mean, look, oh. it's, a well written show is a well written show, you know. That's just how I it had is. read. I read something that they want to do a prequel that follows the original nine. That is something that's been rolling around in Kurt Sutter's head for a long time. Oh, okay. Uh, initially, the idea started off as he wanted to do a film of it, um, and Brad Pitt was set to like produce and maybe star wow. in, hmm. and I think those talks probably fell apart. I think Sutter still wants to do uh, like a, a limited run 10 episode or maybe nine episode season where it's just each character, and that's it. I, I mean, I see the. It'd be interesting. I think casting it will be a nightmare. Oh man, the de aging CGI for Ron Perlman is going to be insane. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, he looks still like a lion somehow. I... <laughs> oh my god, it's it's Hellboy. <laughs> <laughs> they just make him red. <laughs> Look, he's young. Hellboy's face is very smooth. It is. I love Ron Perlman in this show. I just love Ron um, Perlman in general. So I mean, that's yeah, the, the, his, his yeah. involvement in it is just is 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 bonus. You know, the pilot was originally filmed with a different actor. Really, Ron Perlman is a replacement. Wow. I just read Shut that. Up. They, like they yeah. filmed the entire episode and they're like, "Now nah, let's start over." Right? Yep. Yeah. Wow. They, I don't know if it was I don't know if it was FX or if the actor had something else that got picked up. But some I forget what the circumstances were, but they recast and Ron Perlman was added in at the last minute. They reshot all the shit that had that character in it, and that was that. Do you, do but you know I can't was? imagine the show without. I don't okay. remember. I'll, I'll, I'm, if I did any um, amount of preparation for this show, I would probably know that off the top of my head. <laughs> but if you guys talk for maybe ten minutes, I could probably figure it out. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll just say, uh, not not so much like. Uh, my favorite scene, but like I, I loved that the, the the closing shot of the episode. Uh, it was you know Jack's going in to see Abel, his son, um, having come out of surgery successfully, and I think does no uh, Gemma. Gemma, Gemma, Gemma comes, comes in, in with him, and then you just see come in from the the right hand side. There's uh, oh correct clay. clay, yeah. There's clay. It just it's fascinating to see that that kind of. The, the, the use of the colors that they used and so forth, you know, because it looks like Clay is, like, really the devil coming in, but really it's Gemma who's, like, over his shoulder. Yep. Yeah, it, I, I thought that was really cool. And I think a, a lot of... I don't know how much necessarily Kurt gets behind the camera. Um, I know that as the showrunner, you probably have specific things that you want to see, um, but that is probably... I'm sure there's some sort of classical piece of artwork that has some sort of resemblance to that specific alignment of people and how they are. There's probably something like that because it is a very specific... Clay enters that frame and just looms in the darkness in the background and it is such foreshadowing uh, and I fucking loved that because I totally forgot that that's how the episode ended. So like Jax was like hopeful... And happy, finally, that his son was safe and everything was good. And his mom shows up like, see, I told you. And she kind of comforts him. And then Clay, in the background, just hanging out. Oh, shit. I just, so so while you were just finishing that thought, I looked it up real quick. Uh, it's Scott Glenn. Yes. Scott Glenn. That's the name. Wow. So nothing against Ron Perlman, but Scott Glenn is a fucking amazing actor. And I could absolutely see him in that role. Damn! Wow, yeah, that's awesome. But yeah, I, I I absolutely agree, Rob. That yeah, it definitely that last shot definitely evoked like an art an artistic like an, a work of art kind of thing, you know. Uh, I really liked the show. I really liked it. It's something that I would definitely watch on my own. Um, I know it's on Hulu, so I might start that up 
after my rewatch of Lost is over. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's something that, like you said, Brian, I could get invested in and see just running with it. I, I'm, I'm um, the type of person that when I when I'm into a show like you know it's like with breaking bad you know i'll just probably just house it in a month you know and, yeah because there's just i want to see what happens and and what what goes on with these characters that i've become invested in and so forth so yeah and i i i really like the long form storytelling and the paying things off after seasons and uh yeah so it, i'm in that's i'm in that's, for more that's actually got me more interested to know that they they the long form storytelling I'm I love that kind of stuff to have it all play out that way, but I'd yeah it's definitely a, a show that you have to watch every you can't just like pick up an episode it's not like watching The Office yeah I'm, right. it's this is like you need everything before this to get to this yeah serialized storytelling yeah. yeah I mean it was a it was a fantastic pilot yeah it had everything you would want for it and it made me want to keep watching the show you know. Imagine, great. dude, imagine being like an executive at FX and just like taking a shot on a guy that worked on one of your other shows and then he turns in that, you know? Yeah, and they did what, nine seasons? Seven. Seven. That's still Seven. a lot. But, yeah. And that's all, he refused to go more. Yeah. They wanted him to continue and he was like, I can't, I can't do it, I can't do any more. This, his whole vision from the beginning was seven seasons. So he got to tell exactly the story that he wanted, went out on his own terms. There wasn't any sort of like, we're just burnt out or I any of that. I respect that yeah. so just like, much. I, yeah, yep, same. Yep, and they offered him, they were like, do season eight. We'll give you this much. You do, And he was just like, no, because it's going to bastardize right. what, what I want to do, my story that I want to tell. I respect and the, the integrity. The easiest, the easiest like explanation of the show is um, Hamlet on motorcycles. Right. Okay. That is the com- that is the, like that was in every review when it came out Hamlet on motorcycles. It becomes so much more than that, but if you keep that in mind throughout a lot of things make more sense and it's sort of like a, an easy way to like just ground yourself in what you're looking yeah. at here because there's a lot of stuff, but like if you think Hamlet on motorcycles, that's yeah. um but just back to the the seven seasons, so many shows go too long. And some of them yes. are shows that I love. Like, <clears throat> I know Amanda would probably rip my throat off for saying this, but Friends went way too long for me. I, I yeah. like it got it stopped being funny after like the sixth season for me, and I and I kept watching, but it just wasn't. I didn't. I don't. I don't want rewatch that uh, past se- season six anymore. How I Met Your Mother. I love that show. It, it went. Yeah. It went a season and a half to two seasons too long. Uh, you know. You could say The Office. The office, I, you know, the, office, the office, I think, mm-hmm. went went too long too. Yeah, um, you know, so it's really nice to know that the the showrunner for this, as I'm getting into it, was like, yeah, no, we're gonna stop when I want it to. We've done everything I want mm-hmm. to. This makes sense. It's a good ending, you know. So, that's cool. I also wanted to mention the um, the wall of mugshot pictures. Yeah, that was cool <laughs> in the clubhouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then down the hallway is uh, John Teller, Jax's father's motorcycle, is like rebuilt in the in like a display case on the oh, wall. Oh, cool! That like blue bike that he touches when he's coming out. Yeah, that's his father's motorcycle. Hmm. There's a lot of father son stuff. I was going to say, there's we a get l- more backstory. There's a lot of mother son stuff. I'm going to make a. There's a lot of. I'm going to make a prediction. I, I've not looked. I've mm-hmm. not looked anything up online, so please don't confirm this or anything. Or no, I'm just making a prediction, just based on things from this first episode. I have a feeling that when she said that, you know, her uh, his father was like dragged by a semi. You know, I have a feeling that that probably wasn't an accident. I'm just going to throw that out there. See if that gets paid off. <laughs> so. Um, but yeah, that I will not <laughs> confirm nor deny yeah. um, what you have just put forward. <laughs> the uh, the the mugshot wall. Interesting fact: they all did get arrested for that the, to get those shots. You know, um. <laughs> Talk about just like method <laughs> committing, and committing to the to character the role. <laughs> <laughs> for cinema. Yeah. Another another because I, I just because I was so invested in the show during its original mm-hmm. airing, I have two magazines. A, an entire book of the show like I have all of this shit about it yeah um, you're a mark we get it 
I'm a huge mark for the show. I couldn't wait for us to do this. <laughs> and I'm so happy that you all fucking liked it. Like, I'm thrilled about it. Because So because I have so much literature about the show and I was such a huge fan of it during its original airing, um, I know that Charlie Hunnam spent time with an actual person in his role. Oh, wow. In a motorcycle gang to, like, just kind of get the vibe for what's going on. And throughout the program, everybody else wears, like, boots. He always wears white sneakers. Hmm. Bright white sneakers. And because it was because, specifically, that guy also did that. And it was such, like, a calling card for him because you don't wear white sneakers to be a fucking motorcycle yeah, gang fucking member. sneakers are going to get it's fucking dirty. Destroyed. <laughs> so sneaker budget must be it just It just became, like, a calling card of the character. Throughout. He just buys in bulk, Andrew. The show. <laughs> right. Goes to Costco, goes to the sneaker yep. section. <laughs> Give me all your white-sized 10 and 300 white sneakers, please. <laughs> Can I have uh, your box of Air Force Ones, please? <laughs> <laughs> With, like, all of and your... Like, all of your fresh Nikes. Give me the K-Swiss, please. <laughs> <laughs> he wears his K-Swiss. Oh, he wears God his K-Swiss. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, so, any final thoughts? on the episode or the future of Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, I, um, you know, so, uh, as I said, I, I really liked it. Um, I can see now what a lot, I, I won't say a huge amount of friends, but several of my friends have been raving about, including you, Rob. Um, yeah, it, it, it looks like it's going to be a really good show. It was a great pilot, so um, I'll definitely be watching more. My mom has actually been trying to get me to watch this show for the last... 10 years, I guess. Oh, your mom's a biker. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she she'll she'll fucking kill you. Um but uh I know I finally watched it and I don't know. I, I went to it like, yeah, I'll give it a shot, but I invested. I want to I want to keep watching it. So, pilot did its job. I'm so happy that I've made your mother happy with you. Thank you. <laughs> I really, really enjoyed it. I really liked the dialogue, the writing, and I was even happy with some of the cinematography that they used. The um, shots of them, the shots of them riding their motorcycles, get so much better as it goes. That's on. what I figured. So much better. Yeah, but um, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking forward to continuing my watch of Sons of Anarchy. Finally, this is all music to my ears. I love this. And and now our watch begins. <laughs> <laughs> that is that how we're gonna end every s1e1 no with whether or not our watch I mean, if, begins if it or ends not? up being like that that's fine but i really didn't uh plan on I, I plan mean, on saying that it just brian made a thing just like man in a cup uh, yeah. damn it. Motherfucker. <laughs> <sighs> well now it's going that's going to be our sign off for s1e1 and now our no, watch begins no, that's yep that's no, that's, cuts. no please I, i'm sorry i did this as as with the other thing, I regret everything. I regret everything. And Brian's catchphrase. It's just it's no my my catchphrase is I hate my life. That's that's what everyone knows that I say. That's so. true. He does say that a lot. <laughs> this is fine. On is and fine. off the record, he says that a lot. <laughs> it's a it's that's a staple since I was in college, so since for the past twenty years. <laughs> hey, Woo! You wanna get some lunch or something? <laughs> I fucking just hate my life, man. <laughs> All right, so for Pop Cannon, this has been episode 23. Michael Jordan. I'm Jordan. I'm Robert. I'm Andrew. And I'm Brian. Oh, God. Now our watch has begun. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Can we all just say I hate my life at once? This was our third installment of our S1E1 series, all about the FX original show Sons of Anarchy's first ever episode. Did you hear anything that would make you intrigued to check the series out? You can check it out on FX Plus or Hulu or DVD Blu-ray. If you watched the show when it originally aired, how was the walk down memory lane? I know for me, I'm dying to jump back into this show again. Do you enjoy family drama? Anti-heroes like Tony Soprano or Walter White? Outlaws. Do you enjoy tons of action 
and great humor sprinkled in, then you should definitely check out Sons of Anarchy. And if you have, or if you decide to, let us know. We'd love to hear that our conversations directly led to someone getting into a program that they didn't think they'd be interested in. We've sort of fashioned these episodes in that way, too. You know how when you've seen a show and you try to convince your friends to watch it? That's this. Make sure you subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode by searching Pop Cannon. You can also find us on all social media at Pop Cannon. Just don't forget that K. It's Cleaver. You know, that's how you pronounce clever with a K. Visualize it. You know I'm right. And you know you love the guys on the podcast, so go ahead and follow them too. Start with me though, Robert, on Twitter and Instagram at Yesball. But don't forget Jordan on Twitter and Instagram at JL24FPS. And if you get around to it, sure, follow Andrew on Twitter at Flavored underscore Red and Instagram at Android Skeleton. And I'm not sure exactly what your policy is on following followers, but that's what Brian is. His buddy asked him to help move some old crates from a farmhouse in this remote area of Northern California. And let's just say it got out of hand fast. These Mexican dudes showed up on their motorcycles and shot the place up. Sure, Brian escaped. He hid in a safe room with these two Mexican women. But he made a break for it when the place caught fire. He heard the bikers leave and he took off running into the woods. We still haven't even seen him. I don't know if he fears for his life or... I wonder if those women he hid with made it. Yeah, so that was dark. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, check out S1E1 of Sons of Anarchy for full context. And for those who have seen it, I'm sorry, I guess. Like I said last episode, spooky season is upon us, so stay tuned for more episodes, including an It Chapter 2 review with some special guests.